Welcome to On Mission, the teaching ministry of the Mission Church in Irvindale. We exist to love God by loving others, leading them to become fully functioning followers of Christ Jesus. Join Pastor Mike as he teaches through the Gospel of Luke. As we finished up chapter 5 last week, I made the point that Jesus was hated by the religious leaders of Israel. And I asked why. Why was Jesus hated? And we began to discover that he was hated because he had no intention of joining in with the religious leaders of Israel to perpetuate what had become a perversion of what God intended Judaism to be. Jesus made it clear that the religious system they represented was like old faded garments with a hole in them. He also gave the illustration of old wineskins that were worthless when it came to putting new wine in them. He also made it clear that he had not come to put a patch on an old system or to pour the new work of God into the old skins of Judaism. Rather, he came to replace it. Now, as you might imagine, this was quite insulting to the religious leaders of Israel. They were humiliated and they were infuriated because they were setting atop the very religious system that Jesus said was on its way out and something new was coming to replace it. Well, as we move today into chapter 6, we see that this struggle with the religious leaders of Israel continues on. And today it centers on a prime law, a primary law that was given as a gift from God to benefit humanity, but which had become a point of bondage in the hands of the rulers and leaders of Israel. And we're talking about the observance of the Sabbath. Luke chapter 6, verses 1 through 5 is our scripture reading today. Follow along in your copy of the Bible or as you look at the screens. Luke says that on a Sabbath, it doesn't identify which one, just one of the many, on a Sabbath, while Jesus was going through the grain fields, his disciples plucked and ate some of the heads of grain, rubbing them in their hands. But some of the Pharisees said, why are you doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath? And Jesus answered them, have you not read what David did when he was hungry? He and those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and took and ate the bread of the presence, which is not lawful for any but the priest to eat and also gave it to those with him. And he said to them, the son of man is Lord of the Sabbath. I want to begin this morning looking at verse 1 and the whole concept of the Sabbath. As um, I thought of the Sabbath this week, I thought, you know what, it's something that we need to define as to the what, the when, and the why. Here we go. What is the Sabbath? Well, the word means cease, to desist, or to rest. It it, it comes from the creation account of Genesis 2 where God worked for six days bringing into existence things that did not exist before. And then on the seventh day, Scripture says that he ceased from his work. He rested. Sabbath is rest. Well, when is the Sabbath? Well, according to the Bible, it's the seventh day of the week. It always has been, 
and it always will be. Meaning what, Pastor? Meaning this, that when we refer to the first day of the week, Sunday, as the Sabbath, we speak incorrectly. After the resurrection, which occurred on the first day of the week, Christians began to call that day, which was just a normal day, they began to refer to it as the Lord's Day. And they did so not because of any law or because of any regulation from Scripture. So when we think of observing the Lord's Day, it is, it is voluntarily reverenced by those who follow Christ because he rose from the dead on that day. But when we think of the first day of the week, when we think of the Lord's Day, there is no biblical mandate as to what you can or cannot do on that day. Therefore, if we choose to reverence it, we do so by choice, not by law. Why a Sabbath? Well, it's all about a cycle of work and rest. Exodus chapter 20, verses 9 through 11 defines the cycle. We find there that days 1 through 6 are for work, they're for your labor, they're for whatever you need to be doing. And the seventh then was reserved for rest and communion with God. And if you read that passage, you find it referring you back to the creation story And identifying it with the rhythm that God established in his six days of creative work and his one day of rest. That brings me then this morning to the first of five truth points that I want to make. And that is this. The Sabbath law given to Moses is, was simple and unencumbered. This is a point you'll appreciate in just a few minutes. It was simple and and it was unencumbered. It simply communicated this. Do your work six days a week, and on the seventh, rest and commune with God. Now, from the point of the giving of the law until the day that we see here recorded in Scripture where Jesus is having this confrontation uh, with the Pharisees, approximately 1,200 years had passed. And during those 1,200 years, the law had become a monster with so many tentacles that it took full-time lawyers just to manage the system. The case in point refers to the Sabbath day. The original law given by God to Moses simply said this. Don't miss it. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. That's what God said. He really said no more than that. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. But by the time of Jesus coming around, there was this document called the Talmud. The Talmud. It was a body of Hebrew and Aramaic literature focused on interpretations of the law as well as wise sayings from rabbinical sources. And the Talmud focuses very strongly on What does it look like to carry out the law? What does it look like to obey it? And specifically in this case, what does it look like to uh, keep the Sabbath holy? You know, it's it's reported that there is a rabbi who literally spent uh, two years, two years researching just one of 24 chapters in the Talmud to fully excavate everything that it had to say about keeping the Sabbath holy. There were 24 chapters written about it, about that one sentence, 
And one rabbi spent two years studying just one of those 24 passages. This morning, I want to give you a taste for what was found in the Talmud as it relates to their opinion as to what does it look like to keep the Sabbath holy. The first thing that was written, or the first thing I'm going to present to you, has to do with travel on the Sabbath day. According to the Talmud, traveling more than 3,000 feet from your home was forbidden, because any more than that would be considered work. However, it's a strange thing about laws, isn't it? People, when a law is established, people are always looking for a way to get around it, right? And that's no different than with the Jewish system. And in the Talmud, it is actually recorded that if the day before Sabbath, if you went 3,000 feet from your home and placed a load of food there, then on the Sabbath, you were allowed to travel the 3,000 feet to the food, but then you were allowed to travel another 3,000 feet beyond. Why? Because they defined the, the placement of food in that place as your home. Another kind of laughable but serious thing that was recorded is if you took a rope and you tied it to the front door of your home on the day before the Sabbath and you stretched it out as far as it would go, maybe even crossing a street, then you were allowed on the Sabbath to travel all the way to the end of the rope and that's where the 3,000 feet would begin because that was considered, that rope was considered an extension of your doorway. If on the Sabbath you tossed an object into the air, it was acceptable to catch the object with the hand you tossed it with. However, if you caught it with the opposite hand, it was a violation of keeping the Sabbath holy. If This is a good one. If a person, listen, imagine yourself, now remember that uh, the, the days were counted from 6 p.m. to the following 6 p.m. So on Friday at 5.59, if you had reached out to get some food from your table and the clock ticked over and it's now the Sabbath, you were required to drop the food right there because to extend your arm back with food in your hand was considered carrying a burden. If you were a tailor, it was a violation of the Sabbath to carry your needle on the Sabbath. If you were a scribe, you weren't allowed to carry your pen on the Sabbath. If you were a student, you weren't allowed to carry your books on the Sabbath. Bathing on the Sabbath was forbidden because if in your uh, enjoyment of the bath, the water spilled out of the tub, it might actually wash the floor and that would be considered work. Needless to say, sowing a field, plowing a field, reaping a field, threshing a harvest, winnowing a harvest, grinding, kneading, baking, or even untying a knot, all forbidden on the Sabbath. I put it in your note guide if you're interested to learn more about these things. You can buy a book called The Ordinances and Law of the Sabbath as laid down in the Mishnah and the Jerusalem Talmud by Alfred Edersheim. If you want to buy that book, you can just find all kinds of interesting facts about what we're talking about here. Now, it is because, it is because of gross perversions such as these that Jesus issues this stinging rebuke to the religious leaders. He says, woe to you lawyers, 
Now, he wasn't talking about the guys and the gals who, uh, you know, are uh, helping you with all your legal matters. He was talking about the people who specifically were there to interpret and manage the law of God. Woe to you lawyers, for you load people with burdens hard to bear, and you yourselves don't even touch the burdens with one of your fingers. In other words, what you are doing to the people with God's law is it is a perversion. It is wrong. You should not be doing this. This brings me to truth point number two. That the rules and the regulations of the Talmud were not the law of God. Instead, what they were was burdensome legalism created by man. The rules and regulations of the Talmud, they were not the law of God. The law of God was given in 10 easy-to-understand commandments. And all that was written there, that was not God's law, but a burdensome legalism. And that is why Jesus said this to the people. Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is On Mission. The Mission Church is located at 12001 Ridgemont Drive in Urbandale. To learn more about our ministry, visit our website at themissiondsm.org or call us at 515-255-2122. We gather for worship each Sunday at 10 a.m. We would be honored for you to join us. Have a blessed day, and thank you for listening to On Mission.